Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In the cobbles of London town, in a surgery deep underground, you'll find the good doctor. Hey guys. How are we in these crazy times? Welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I've got with me the wonderful JJ. How oh, are we, man? Oh, we are, we're great, Shane. <laughs> what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, I've been working on the debut EP and, yeah, just about finished the, the mixes for it. So once it's mastered, it'll be ready to roll and the ep will be called down in the sewer where'd that come from well <laughs> uh, probably my favorite movie is the 1980 horror comedy alligator about this giant alligator in the sewers of chicago so and what happened was one of the songs called ramon the alligator it was written with a with a friend of mine johnny flanders and that is his actual name <laughs> and nice. i decided he had this tune and i decided to write it about and i thought oh okay i'll write it about alligator so that it just seemed like a cool title for the for the for the ep and and i really just figured that seen as though ramon the alligator seemed to get the best reception out of the five tracks it's like well that'll be be the single so that's how that really came about yeah okay cool cool so during this whole time this this lockdown pandemic stuff you've still been able to freely creatively write and and not really be too deterred by it per se do you know what i mean you know, absolutely no it, it's been great really and in terms of I, I guess the only major difference has been is that I've had a little bit more free time, which has been, in, in one way, as terrible as it has been for a number of people. It's, it's trying to make the most of any situation. And for me, it was just, well, I've got more free time. So I just found that I would do do a couple of live stream concerts on Facebook and just start writing more songs. And I recently upgraded the... The, the looper recently so I've been getting a lot more practice on that and it's been been wonderful really just a chance to be able to recharge and add some more tools to the arsenal yeah no kidding all right so isolation does always well it, it helps people it helps some people in certain ways you know like yeah yeah absolutely. It, it's a good chance especially for your instance um to knuckle down and not have as many distractions to get that vibe that you that you're going for get that 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 creative spark per se but anyway sorry uh, we've already trailed into like your ep and stuff but i was hoping to start off by asking a little bit about you and and who you are and what you've been where you've come from because i've seen you around and about brisbane yeah. and whatnot but yeah, yeah. i've never actually met you before so this is the first time like we've we've said g'day and uh, of course i want to know more about you and stuff so uh, where, where where did it all start for you where did the influence of music start oh well i guess probably the 
the earliest memories I have, the major one being when I was around five or six when I discovered the Beatles. That really mm. set it off for me. But before that, there was, I guess, growing growing up, there weren't too many rock and roll popular music albums around the house. A lot of it was instrumental pieces, some classical and some versions of pop songs. Uh, Richard Clayderman was amongst the other okay. artists. And, 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 I, and I like his, his stuff, but probably the two popular records I can remember, there was a Best of Commodores and there was Paul Simon's Graceland and I think there might have been some Neil Diamond in there. And they're, they're fantastic artists and, and Commodores was probably you know the, the first sort of black music that I, I ever heard and maybe it accounts for my my love of a lot of funk music so parliament funkadelic sly and the family stone earth wind and fire you, you name it it led down to that and then i do remember and i don't know how old i was hearing it was probably on 4bh or 4kq the bands on the weight but really probably the beatles was really where a lot of my journey started and, and i guess really triggered just a big big love not only for a lot of music from the 60s, because around that time I, I discovered the the Bee Gees and they would have reruns of the Monkees on Channel 7 Saturday morning. So that was, yeah. that was also really formative. And then through the Beatles, uh, by watching the Beatles anthology and, and their influences, I discovered Elvis and Little Richard and Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly. And then another... Point, it was it was probably when I was a I guess about eighteen. I I'd heard the name John Lee Hooker and and I'd heard Robert Johnson and and I liked his stuff. But around eighteen, I discovered I really discovered a lot of a lot of electric blues. So it was the first time I'd heard Howling Wolf, and then I discovered Jimmy Reed and and Bo Diddley. And a lot of that was also through a lot of the British bands of the 60s because they would cover a lot of American R&B. And that was around the time that I, I picked up the guitar and I, I've played it ever since. So I guess really if there's probably three things which you could say are at my musical DNA, they'd be sort of 60s pop, they'd be rhythm and blues, and... Uh, punk music because I think I first listened to The Clash probably sometime in in high school and that and left left a big impact particularly on on songwriting in in terms of expanding your palette and I mean I, I like I like a good love song as much as much as as much as anybody but being able to write about subjects that aren't necessarily about love but just about every everyday things random things and The Clash had a big big influence in in that yeah right that's that's pretty in depth as well like i and me me personally out of out of that list as well like punk is where i've always accentuated in in terms of relating to yeah. one more probably more as i got older i think i would say for me like punk music yeah. got more influential into what i listened to yeah rather than earlier on it was really heavy shit like yeah. i used to really listen to that down tune sort of stuff and death metal and yeah and, uh, death core and metal core and all that crap um but 
what really shined for me was when I picked up the guitar and I started to um I I I suck at reading um music. I, I I'm not the greatest at reading music, but I can read tabs, you know. So that's that I feel like that's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So if I can do if, and that helps me write songs, then so be it. Uh, but I always found fun more fun in like the two biggest funs for me were trying to find like some nice bluesy riffs to play yeah. and uh, like the thrashiest to play. So Slayer was always a good one to yeah. try and learn songs yeah. of and like to fill that sort of l- like quota. Um, and then, yeah, trying to find something to play bluesy wise. Like I always tried to find something from Stevie Ray Vaughan. That oh, I could yeah. play. Oh, yeah. He's always been one of my favorites and go-tos just because he's the easiest one for me to remember and like because I don't listen to a heap of blues. Yeah. I go to my favorites yeah. and he's always there as well. So and you know Pride and Joy and um Texas Flood obviously that's the that's the stable one for for him. I th- um but he's got so much more of course but that influence I always found so much more enjoyment playing in play playing those two types more than anything um did do you have sort of a favorite that you go to uh, uh i i have some favorites and it's interesting you mentioned about uh good old good old stevie and uh, you probably know this but it was it was amazing how he managed to bend the strings because he used really thick gauge yeah, strings he and, did yeah yeah so that was just like oh, <laughs> something, <laughs> yeah. something something else it, it's just it, and it just gets that sort i don't know it how the mechanics of it all work, but there's just something about the sound that he would get from it as well. It's, there's always just like say when when someone's professional up and or you know they've they've been doing it long enough, they they have that that skill set sort of thing mm-hmm. and that you know to expect. And when they hit it, you're just like, oh, there it is. Like they get so good at d- doing something in particular. Like say uh, Dimebag Daryl, uh, yeah, guitarist, yeah. he yeah. got synonymous for the the squeal that he yeah. would use with the with the whammy bar um i think what well, how he would do it it would be a pin he'd pinch on a harmonic and then bend the bar as he does it or something like that yeah um it always the whammy bar that i had on my um my esp was uh it was a floyd rose pickup so every time i used it like it would throw it I was always shit with it. It would throw it out of tune and like it, it, maybe I just wasn't that good with it. But <laughs> I always had a bit of fun trying to do it, but I could never do it, obviously. But it, it's always that sort of stuff that you give it go, like their signatures or what they were good for. So like say Stevie Ray with his, yeah. with, his with with like that thicker string aspect and, and just his style too. It was always really, always had that sort of like, oh, it's hard to explain, that rhythm to it that would always just make you bob your head yeah. every time. Um, so it, it's just curious to ask, uh, like, say, when, when you were growing up listening to all these different variants, like if there was always one that would, you would go to. I, I don't know if there's one that I'd, that I'd go to because I, d- depending on my, my mood, I'll listen to maybe a couple of particular artists or even like a particular genre. But I'll, I, I can definitely give you some which I, I always go back to. And probably the the first one would be it would and and he's my he's still my my favorite guitarist of all time, Eric Clapton, and particularly like he he did some good he did some good stuff with the Yardbirds, but probably the stuff that I you know kneel at at the altar of EC would be it would be when he teamed up with John Mayle, and then he was with Cream. And also with his stuff with Derek and the Dominoes, it's just that that stuff is 
is unbelievable. And he really did so much to change the sound of the electric guitar on, on John Mayall Blues Breakers or Beano album, as it's, it's called. He had a Les Paul, he plugged it into a Marshall combo, just cranked it up as, as loud as it would go. And then that album pioneered a lot of recording techniques like distant miking, because they had to try and, and, and get that loud, loud sound because Clapton wouldn't turn his amplifier down. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. There's, there's sustain, there's a lot of feedback. There's, there's, there's just wonderful, wonderful phrases. The whole album is good, but I guess probably a couple of high, tracks would be highlight, would be a highlight for me would be Stepping Out. Mm-hmm. There would be, what's the other one? Uh, Key to Love and Have You Heard? Okay. And it, it's, it's just like, wow, there's, I, I would be very suspicious of anyone listening to that and who'd go, meh. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's sort of one that kind of like grabs your attention. It makes you go, this has been obviously very well done. This is... Yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and even for one of the tracks on the EP, Junkies in the Jukebox with the solo, there are a couple of, of phrases Clapton has, has played that I... That I, that I you know, borrowed <laughs> to, to put it to put it nicely. Like there's this one where he goes from he does a, a hammer on from from the G note to the A note, which I call the strange brew lick. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be really hard though as a guitarist to to know that there's so many artists out there and so many musicians out there that all have their they're all mm. trying to write different things and not trying to sound the same but you're still going to end up sounding similar to someone somewhere yeah you know do you ever have that as a as like a mental uh not block but say it's on like on your mind whenever you're writing sort of thing like when you've got oh this sounds really cool like i've just written like a tasty lick and you're like oh fuck that kind of sounds like something that that i've heard before i mean that is that is a good point and sometimes i i find that you might have a particular song you have as a basis, mm. but then you might change one or two chords around. So there's definitely the similarity, but but without it being, you know, an an, an out and out rip off. And and I think the thing is, you know, sometimes it's it's just. I guess it's like I guess it's like this way. There's no way you're going to be able to do an exact copy of a song because no matter what you do, it's not going to be them and yeah. an interesting example okay. was was with with of course the the classic s- single satisfaction keith richards he he didn't he was initially hesitant about releasing it because i mean yes the 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 riff played on the fuzz box was just meant to be an outline for what the horn section would do but also he felt it sounded too similar to uh, martha and the vandellas dancing in the street okay and I mean, you can definitely hear some of that influence. I mean, they're in the same key E, and also it's got that Motown beat with the with the tambourine. But it's but it, it it's not dancing in the street. It's it, it is its own its own song. And I guess really to try and impart some advice on you know being worried about oh this sounds too much like that one, just. I reckon really just 
just, just play, yeah, play yeah, it yeah, and see just, how it goes. Just play it and see how it goes. If you need to maybe change the tempo, change one or two chords around, you might find that when other instruments come in, bass, drums, or even some vocals, it doesn't sound exactly the same anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can see that because that was always my biggest issue uh, when I was trying to write stuff was thinking that it always sounded the same as something else. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to try to try something different or, you know, like change the tempo and then I'd feel like I'd ruined the that, that said passage of a song that I've written and thinking that what I'd started with was fucking awesome mm-hmm. and then two days later after like chopping and changing at it, you play it again and you're like, oh, this sounds like shit now and you think, that's where the sort of I wouldn't say um, like the fuck it give up attitude sort of thing, but it's like that 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 hurdle like that you can put on yourself by thinking that you're trying to play that you're playing something that sounds the same as uh, you know said other song. But I think yeah, like you said, like with everything out there as well, like it's just play it, yeah, just see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can I can see that. Yeah, um, where where exactly did the places that you go when you were younger help with maybe inspiring certain songs or music that you've written to? Did any of that sort of play into, say, when you grew up or where you'd live and uh, places you could go to sort of thing like that? Did that ever sort of inspire the the change in wanting to play an instrument or anything like that? You know, I I really don't think it was any particular place or places that you might say, influenced my direction. I think it was really more just, I really liked the music I liked and then there was a stage where I didn't want to just listen to music. I, I, I had to play something. Yeah, okay. Does ha, Have you gotten yourself out on the road much? since? Well, obviously, since very recently, that's been pretty damn hard too obviously yeah. but before that were you keeping yourself pretty busy by playing shows and and yeah because did you did you originally start as a busker or were you in a band or uh, well i mean i had i had i mean i had like one or two bands i was in but we, we never got as far as playing a show like we maybe played a couple of times at at, at someone's place and that's as far as it went but i did do a bit of busking and I mean, I'm like, I'm not a, a, a full-time musician, so I wouldn't be doing shows all the time. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd just been doing them very, very seasonally, but it was always exciting to have that to look forward to because, like, I, lo- I love playing live. It's, it's, it's very, very exciting, especially when other people, when you get a positive reaction from, from the crowd, it's, it, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And, I mean, this, this, this could be going off on a, a bit of a different direction but uh, if I am practicing I, I, I don't just practice how to play songs but sometimes I'll, I'll practice things about how to hold it look, looking good visually so how to play it behind the head between the knees or even hold it hold it up to the to the left side and wave the guitar around to have that visual aspect as as well. So you like to get a bit of theatrics into your show as well when you do play. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, partly and 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 don't tell anyone. It, it's a little bit of showing off, but also <laughs> it's just it's it's like oh, I like to entertain. So and well, it 
at the end that's how you feel like when you're playing that that's how you're feeling and it makes you want to do that like it's yeah. uh it, yeah, yeah. It, it's an amazing experience that you get when you are doing like say when you are playing something that yeah. is that is your passion yeah, yeah and you get to that moment where you practice that in your fucking bedroom yeah. and you know thinking oh imagine if i do this when i'm playing live and all that crap and then you get a chance to do it and then you see the people's reaction and stuff whether it be one person or a hundred people or a thousand it doesn't matter they're still their their eyes are on you mm. you know so like there is that sort of like pressure part but i know a lot of a lot of musicians in that in that moment when they're in the zone like they don't care like that pressure's yeah. not there yeah you know and i think it's incredibly pow- powerful to uh, to have as as a release too like uh, oh oh yeah you know like in, in these times of isolation you are able to vent and you know in a sense talk to yourself by playing and singing songs and you know yeah. like you don't feel like you're going crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 absolutely and i mean even though playing playing in a live stream setting isn't going to be quite the same as playing to a bunch of people in in the same room it is a nice thing when you do have some people tuning in and they're posting oh that's 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 really good and and I guess in that sense, uh, like with, with, with live streaming, I like to try and treat it as if it's it's television. I was going to ask you as well, like how do you treat it? Because like, yeah, yeah. how how did you do this before COVID? No, 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 no. E- exactly. No. So this, like, this, yeah. This. So how does it, how does it feel playing to your phone? It's 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 a different experience, but but it is it is good when you do have people tuning in and and i guess there is a nice thing where you don't have to leave the house in in this sense it's, it's like all oh, five minutes before you start okay just make sure the guitars yeah. are tuned get everything there's, set and then it's finished it's like okay great awesome there's no anxious feeling on how the fuck you're gonna get home like yeah yeah you know like getting out to the venue like all those little anxious things that you worry about and stuff you don't have to worry about yeah because you're doing it at home yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing and then I don't know. Then you could go. Okay. Well. Well. Now that that's over. Oh, just in time for Doc Martin. Uh, <laughs> I love that. So you still did. Do you focus on any of like the live people watching or anything like that while you play it? Or I, I do like to try and and do that if I can. At least try and acknowledge in 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 some way. You know, in, in real time, if possible, even if it's between songs just go oh hey oh thanks for watching oh yeah how you doing yeah because i was because in a way it is kind of still the same thing but one's virtual one well like like one's physical like they're there yeah. in the space yeah. and then the, the others are virtual yeah. so yeah like as a as an as an artist or a, as a performer how does that feel as a as a term in terms of like say satisfaction to a performance how how do you feel like comparing the pair? Like say when you play live to an audience or live to people through uh, your phone. I I think it is good. It is it is different. I mean, like I'll like I definitely will continue to do some live stream shows, but like it will also be good to 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 get out there and and I guess with with live shows ha- have a chance to actually 
talk to people after the show. Like I, I love being able to do that. And I consider it a, a, a great thing if people do come up to me and say, oh yeah, that was, that was really, really, really good. And I mean, and I, and I guess it's, it's, it's sort of the thing like I, I, I do like to acknowledge people in every instance if they've taken the time to watch you play and go, oh, that was really good. Be able to go, oh, no, thank you very much for tuning in. That that means means a lot. I don't know if that's answered your question <laughs> or if they're, if they're like, where are you going with no, this, son? <laughs> no, that, that, that makes sense to me because, well, for you, you, you do enjoy the, the, the physical connection that you get after a show. Cause, oh, yeah. I mean, humans themselves, you know, do we do rely on that interaction between one another sort of thing. Like you could imagine, like, like that's why people were so, you know, unsure about these times because it's this isolation we have to go into. We're all so used to going outside and being able to do what we want to do. But when something comes along which we don't really have too much control over, we don't know how to feel. We feel like we're in a cage sort of thing and you've got to, you don't know how you're feeling. And it's it's just interesting to see how how people react to uh, viewing stuff now, which they have been online, as to what they would be like when they're playing live. I've I've just seen very recently that there's a sh- oh, if it's at I think it's at the Woolly Mammoth um, Warbear Novus. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, couple of others or whatever they've just announced uh a show there in august i think and that's limited to 100 people yeah you know? and 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 the the zoo or they've they've either started all their or they've definitely got some dates lined oh, up where yeah they've got limited, yeah limited I, that's that's either started in very much now or it's starting in the first week of july yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a f- there's some good bands playing actually throughout all that, and yeah, they're all capped, like they're all capped like at a very small lower mm. amount, and you and you know because everyone's gonna want to come out and see shows. Yeah, absolutely. These shows are gonna sell out. You yeah, know? It's, like it's, it's 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 very interesting as well because I know Brisbane's notorious for uh, you know just rocking up and paying at the door sort of thing. Yeah. But in these times, you can't fucking do yeah, that, can yeah. you? It's, Otherwise, it's, you're not going to get in. Yeah. So, it, it, these times have made people change their way of life in, in in interesting ways. And for the music scene, it seems like we've definitely gotten more of a hands-on approach now to doing live stuff and being okay with it. Like, I'm still seeing bands now. Uh, now that they can still go and, you know, rehearse and go to studios and stuff like that again now, you know, there's still a few of them about playing like with live streams and and still keeping up that uh that audience because there are there are still people that view them around the world that could be in lockdown still yeah like and and they have that that audience from somewhere else being able to do it you know there's still people that can that can benefit from it you know and and there's still they're, they're still being they're, they're pushing what they're able to do now as well in terms of their markability marketability that i think that's a, yeah, oh yeah, yeah 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 marketability. yeah, 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 yeah marketability yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, the right yeah, word yeah, um, on, on, on so and and being able to do it a lot more frequently now as well like uh you could do it like you said earlier in the comfort of your own home you don't have to go out anywhere and do anything um but you want to do a show you yeah. know like 
we'll just get your friends together, set up it and set it up in the garage and and put the camera on and put it on live <laughs> and fucking there you go. We're doing a sneaky little set. You don't have to worry. And it's very interesting. One of the things I I did do during lockdown was I I started catching up on a lot of old old British comedy shows. Oh, okay. So like I I rewatched Faulty Towers and I I started watching Only Fools and Horses and revisiting dad's army and maybe that sort of that factored in be like oh yes let's make some television <laughs> yeah right it's all all this time when you're spending on by yourself you just yeah. think oh this would be such a fucking good idea oh, yeah. yeah yeah so oh man i'm i'm bad for it i'm oh, so bad for oh, it oh yeah uh, right right on <laughs> but yeah so did when before all this did you have um much of a schedule in terms of going in a state to play shows or anything like that or no no that's still something i'm i'm keen to to tick off the to-do list is is do an interstate tour oh okay cool but have you played like a show interstate at least or um, no 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 I've, oh okay I've, right I've, i think the i think the furthest i've i've played a show either would have been oh probably Either I think maybe Ipswich or the Gold Coast is probably <laughs> has has been my interstate, you know, the extent of my interstate interstate uh, ad, right. adventures. But my, yeah, I guess that's really the thing is that if you it it may get pretty boring if you if you find yourself in a position where where do we go from here? Yeah, I've done right. everything. Yeah. Oh well, maybe after maybe after this we can get you back into playing some shows again as well, and get you get you some interstate ones. Oh, oh that'd, that'd be good. Oh, that'd be that'd be great. And I'm, I'm even I've even started thinking about for for future recordings. One of the things I'd love to be able to do is at least record a single on on tape, have it mixed on tape, and and mastered on tape and try and use all this all this old gear like that yeah, would just be like, like oh. that that like uh aesthetic authenticity sort of like approach to it like yeah raw old school diy yeah and i mean i i, I still haven't had the the pleasure of, of of playing through one of those old fender amps and cabs from, from, from the 60s but that'd be like oh yeah right that'd be that'd be cool like <sighs> I've never been much of one for the old school sort of like musical gear or anything like that. Yeah, but it. say, I do I do like to see them. Um, I I guess I don't really appreciate them as as much as others, but yeah. I still do enjoy, like I like them. But they've never really ever been my sort of forte. I've always liked the sort of meaner sort of thicker bodied looking ones and like ESP and yeah and 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 Jackson and. And those sort of like staple uh, brands, like th there's so many more out there. I know, like I know. Well, sh I've got to look for the ones that do left-handed ones because I'm that guy. Oh yes, yes. And and have you found that um, y you've still had a had a chance to to play guitar, even if it's just propped up in your in your bedroom? You know, just going over some ideas or practicing some scales. Me personally, yeah. um, I'm trying to get back into that. Uh, yeah. There's there's been a good while where like I wanted to. I kept saying to myself like this is the perfect time, like because I'm still working, but like I can't. There's no reason for me to go out afterwards yeah, uh, after work yeah. or do any of that sort of thing yeah. other than to go see my kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this would be a great time for me to like you know get back into playing guitar and. 
fuck, I've been slack with it. Like, I've been so bad with it. And it's, I've got to reevaluate my life on that because, yeah, I I feel like it's a wasted opportunity. Um, so I've got to do something about it. But yeah, like, uh, I for me, I I've had the time to, but I have not used it well, like in terms, like it's only been like, say, here or there, or I've heard yeah. a song that yeah. I've um picked up and kind of picked up what the tuning was and i've just picked up my guitar and gone i I can hear what they're playing right now i know the notes and just kind of like learned a like a a passage by ear like i think uh, it was pissed idiots i was just listening to one of their songs one day and it the staple one fuck off i think it's called is great song yeah yeah um but it was very it's a very slow sound uh, slow starting intro with um chords being played and i i could hear i could hear what they were like what they were in um and i just picked up my guitar and just like played played the same thing and picked it up as well um if so the like there's little flashes that I get where I hear something and I'll go, oh shit, I know how to play that or I, I can work it out right then and there and then I'll, that'll get me motivated and then maybe I'll have a shit day or a shit yeah. week or something like that and then the focus is gone. It's that easy. So with so many things going on for me, um, I, do tr- I, I do try to and want to keep involved in it but the, I still haven't found the balance yet. <laughs> that's, well, that's, my, that's my only trouble right now. Um, but I also am giving myself some slack because everything right now is very different and interesting times and yeah, people yeah. have to be patient with one another. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of change happening right now, which is definitely deserving to, mm. to be happening. Mm. And you can't like, and, and that's another thing too. Like I haven't really wanted to take away any focus from anywhere else that it's needed to be. Uh, so, and, and that, like in my head has just kind of made me like not as focused to do anything sort of musically like I, lo- I love doing the podcast and I love meeting new people yeah, yeah. Um, such as yourself as well this is in- incredibly interesting and um, like I've always got time to do this but I've, I've wanted to do other stuff with it um, that has not been touched yet you know what I mean yeah, yeah, so um, it's it's yeah it's interesting times but I do try to I do try to pick up because I've got I've got an electric and an acoustic. the 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 goal was when I was when I first picked up and wanted to play and learn guitar was I wanted to have an acoustic, I wanted to have an electric, and I wanted to have a bass. I wanted to have all three. Um, haven't gotten the bass yet, but I'll get there eventually. Um, but I wanted to be able to play all three instruments, um, uh, all like all three main guitars, sort of thing like that. Uh, obviously, there's. Uh, more variants of guitars out there that you can play but they were the three main ones that I had in my head so I've, I've done two out of three I can play two yeah. out of three at the moment so maybe I've got to go hit up a cashies or something and see if I can. but see that's the thing too I fucking got to find a left handed one and, and fuck you right handed people honestly <laughs> well, that, I, well oh, oh, oh yes we all to be ashamed of ourselves yes, but actually that, 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 there might be one place you, you might be able to find some some good left-handed guitars. Do you know a place? Uh, they they were recently called Southside Secondhand, but they've recently rebranded as Southside Guitars, and they're in Salisbury. Oh, okay. No, I haven't heard of oh, them. Great, great store. So they're open Monday through to Saturday. And Vince, he's a he's a great guy. I've 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 I've, I've purchased some 
some picks and some guitars from yeah from uh, from him and yeah definitely worth checking out Southside guitars did you say yep Southside guitars over in Salisbury Salisbury okay cool no I'm definitely going to check that out the the other place that uh, that I'd been to I wish I could remember the name of it but there was a, it was a guitar store over in WA when I was over there like ten years ago okay um, and this store in particular when I when I went in there there, there was just like Normally when you go into a music store or a guitar store or stuff, it, the first thing you see is just a whole bunch of right-handed ones, right? Like, yeah. Because that's the common yeah. that's the common brand or model that you get. Most people are right-handed when they play guitar. This store, you walk in, there's a right-handed side on the right-hand side of the store. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a whole wall, like a whole wall like you would see with right-handeds. <laughs> Of lefties, and Ooh. I was I was just very impressed. There was a good 20, 20 or so um, electric guitars up on the wall, and there was at least about twenty seven acoustic guitars, oh, including bass ones as well. There was yeah, so there was heaps, heaps of different guitars and lefties and stuff in there, and I was just blown away. And like, this is sixteen year old me, like yeah. right as he's turned. <laughs> gotten into playing guitar and all that sort of shit and i've just looked at it going oh my god this is amazing you know there's so many brands and stuff that i've seen like that i've only like just sort of imagined that i could see in person sort of thing because like the whole thing to me then was just pretty like holy shit like i'm never gonna own one or like see one of them on like or be able to play one sort of thing and you know like uh, when you first when i first saw like the dean razorbacks i was like these things are ridiculous like they're they're jagged looking and they just like insanely insanely designed um and yeah i got to be able to play one of them and i was like it's it was really cool it was really cool um would i buy one no (laughs) i don't really that's probably a bit too much for me they're like nothing wrong with the guitar it was it was awesome to play but just me personally like i i I kind of like the simple looking guitars sort of thing i guess like i've got an ec ec 1000 model which is the gibson shaped model in the esp and it's like cherry red um that thing's a beast and it doesn't look like it's too much of a beast but um i've i've thrashed that pretty good and it used to be owned by a guy who played in a band down in sydney uh called the storm picturesque i'd actually bought it from a from a guy who was playing in a band and stuff at oh the time. wow yeah it was yeah, really that's... cool so i've kind of got like a little bit of history from a band yeah <laughs> which is cool um, I used to have a, another ESP one, but that was the one with the Floyd Rose pickup, and I got sick and tired of trying to retune that one because I suck at that one. Um, just retuning a, a, a guitar with a Floyd Rose setup for me, I just I sucked at it, so yeah, I just yeah. kept it simpling and, and kept one electric and one acoustic. Yeah. Um, always good fun. Always good fun. I need to play it more though. That's the thing. Oh, you know what? That's another reason why I've been slack with playing it is because I need to get my amp fixed. Oh, okay. yeah. For some reason, it, it, I, it, I, it's only a little shitty Line Six one. But who can afford like a, a new amp right now? I, I got bills and shit to pay. Come on, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. come on, people. Uh, if someone wants to help me, sure. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna <laughs> ask someone to help me. Fucking hell. Um, no, but I just haven't gotten around to checking out and seeing if I can get it fixed or not so that that's another reason why is that I don't have an amp to play my electric so I've just got the acoustic so I gotta, I, I gotta fix that <laughs> I, I, I actually which which um, leads, me, leads me to another question let's say that 
all your bills had been taken care of and someone had gifted you with all this money, you can buy any amp you want. What's it going to be? Fucking no idea because <laughs> I haven't looked at amps in a long yeah. time. But, I mean, the, I I know there's – I do like orange. I do like the orange brand. Um, yeah. Do I know what kind of setup I'd need to get that in order to play the – the heavier downtune stuff not off the top of my head no i'd have to refresh my memory with all of that um but or, or maybe is it mesa or mesa oh, oh, um, mesa boogie yeah yeah yeah, boogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 maybe that or line six i know they do like the i've got a little spider line six everyone gives them so much shit i love it i i personally love it i think it's a great great little amp you got and you only need like the the one it's got like four setting channel yeah. thing or whatever you only need to have it on the insane one insert quotation yeah. marks um and and just shred on that and it sounds good it's that's all you need um so i i gotta get you know so that that's my extent so far like i said gotta refresh my memory on it um but it's yeah oh man i don't know i'd I'd probably start with orange yeah because that's just the first one off the top of my head that i could go to um and guitars oh man i'd I'd look at ESP again as well. Whichever, you know what? It'd be whichever one stocks the most left-handed guitars. Okay, yeah. That'll be the one that I, that I you know, have the good rapport with yeah. because if you make them, that's what I play. Yeah. And there's not that many out there. So fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, that's probably, uh, that's a real hard one for me to answer because I I haven't looked at it. I know Schechter do do a, a range of left-handed guitars and they do a variation of like seven and eight string ones as well i've always wanted to play an eight string haven't done that yet um what's what's have you played a 12 string acoustic before what are they like um they they're great so i've got a 12 string acoustic and oh, a 12 you have string okay. electric and look i don't play them all the time but they do have a really really good sound i mean it can be a bit of a pain in the ass to to tune them but once you once you play it, it, it's totally, totally worth it. And it's not as easy to bend strings. So it, it's more about using, probably get the most effect of it if you play a number of open strings mm-hmm. and also do a lot of a lot of arpeggios mm-hmm. with, with open chords and having chords up and down the neck. But it's, it's very interesting... Apparently they used to do it a lot in a lot of in a lot of older recordings. If they wanted to make the guitar, not the guitar, but the song sound fuller, they might overdub a piano and overdub a an acoustic twelve string just to give like a fuller fuller rhythm sound. And in terms of electric, the twelve string electric, what I've what I did with my my Dan Electro is that I heard. If you have flat wound strings as opposed to the round wound strings, that helps to get that classic jangle sound. So I did it, and yeah, it definitely did make a difference. And and I found that to get well, the sound I love in a in an electric twelve string, playing it through through a Vox amp, preferably one with the with the blue speaker. Mm. And then if you have a compression pedal, that definitely helps just to get some get some sustain and get a lot of lot of overtones 
Very, yeah. very rich sound, but they've... I'm just trying to think. Well, uh, uh, Led Zeppelin, a number of their their songs are uh, thank you when there's a uh, one of the guitar tracks in, in Stairway to Heaven and then uh, Living, Loving a Maid, I'm pretty pretty sure that's a song they they all use 12 string electric parts is it so with the the every string underneath the one that's normally there is it oh, the same thickness oh, oh, oh okay so from the low e through to the g it's 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 uh it's it's one string and then it's an octave uh, another string an octave higher okay and then for the b and the high e it's two sets of the same string Oh, okay, right. Because I've always wondered that if they're all the same thickness or the same, yeah, uh, yeah, all the same mill or whatever it is. Um, that's cool. Because that would also be a nightmare to fucking restring too. Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 it's just like man, you know, when you when you play that, it's totally totally worth it. it a, there's there must be a real sort of um, like so. The idea of a twelve string, who who thought of that? Why was that? A I thing? I honestly I I don't know that. I mean, they they did use twelve string acoustics in some blues some blues artists. So Blind Willie McTell and Lead Belly used a twelve string a lot, and then in a lot of folk music, they'd have a they'd have a twelve string, mm-hmm. and then it seemed to get prominence at least in popular music when on on the hard on hard days night album when george harrison used a 12 string and then roger mcguinn of the birds got inspired by that took the sort of the the banjo banjo picking from his, his folk days transcribed it to this electric 12 string and of course a big folk rock boom <laughs> Became the thing around the mid '60s, where a lot of songs started started having electric twelve strings. Okay, and yeah, like it, it just has a really, really nice, nice jangle to it. But I don't know how the idea of the the twelve string came yeah. about. It would be interesting to find out, though. Yeah, no, that's definitely something that I do want to find out. Someone tell me, make it easier for me. Anybody listening? Please. No, I'm kidding. It's all right. I'll find out after this. No, that I, because when you look at a twelve string, like I, I have this image in my head of seeing the uh, Led Zeppelin guitarist um, with the twelve stringer and the six stringer. It's yeah. the two and one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy Page, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man, what a what a mind blank on that one. Shit, <laughs> like the guy who plays the guitar. Yeah, that's really helpful. For him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like the idea behind that, like what what was the idea to, what were you accomplishing by having a 12 string above you like that and a six string underneath when you've got, when it does the same thing essentially? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Do, can, would you ever, have you ever had a chance to play something like that I, before? I, I haven't played the, one of those, one of those double neck mm. combos. It's, look at this stage, it probably isn't something. I'd, I'd do. I, I, I'd normally, if I was playing live, I'd really just have like a normal six string electric, mm-hmm. and for certain songs, I might just play a twelve string. Or if I wanted, or if I had a, a song which it had six string and twelve string parts, and I wanted to be able to 
somewhat recreate it in a live setting. I might use for one section, I, m- I might just use a looper where I'll lay down a, a six string part and then maybe I might introduce the, the 12 string just for a particular section. But normally I, when, when playing live, I, I like to just stick to mainly sort of one guitar for, mm-hmm. for one for one song and I know that's really like I really really say about that. I thought that was going to be something more covered, but no, 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 no. no, no, no. That's that's all good. I'm just it's just interesting to know as well because you have such a knowledge um, of of the these artists uh, from from an era that I'm not very familiar with. So I'm curious to know like the experiences and, and and influences and instruments as well that you've been able to dabble in and whether or not you've played them because. You know, um, someone who says that they like to practice playing a guitar behind their head, sort of thing. To me, you know, and and having seen uh, watch your live uh, feed as well, like you can play. <laughs> so like it, it, it's it's always good to see that. Um, and what for you is going to be the next step? once things start to open up you have the ep that you've been working on um but with uh outside of the ep in terms of shows and stuff what's your next step well probably yeah outside of the ep and and playing more shows it would be good to either form a band or find an existing band to join i i I (laughs) feel that i can really really gel in the other thing would be ooh, i guess i'd really like to be able to write continue to write original material yeah and i'd love to be able to do some more collaboration where i find some some more songwriters to to write some songs with because okay like like i think like, like i think writing by yourself and writing with other people they're both they're both good, and I, I I don't necessarily think one is better than the other. It really just depends on how how the song turns out. Because yeah. some songs that I'm that I have written so far have just come to me just by myself, but others have been either from sitting down directly with another person and going, okay, what have you got? Okay, what what have you got? Or maybe one of us will have a part, and the other one will go, okay, well let me add to that. So, and I guess what the the other thing would be, ooh. You, so you'd like to be able to experience uh, uh, the bounce back that you get from another artist while you're while you're jamming, sort of thing. Yeah, and, and the other the other thing I'd like to do, which I, I, I guess is sort of related to you know my my musical trajectory, if you want to use that word but also something for for pleasure really would be to go back to america and do a bit of a a musical tour because i'd love to be able to see sun studios the motown museum i think studio a in in nashville and also the site where the kingsman recorded their version of louis louis amongst other things like that would be great to be like wow this is where all the magic happens yeah right that'd just be fantastic and if you couldn't book shows over there would you just take a guitar and oh, go and bask? oh, oh I, I, absolutely I, I i really just want to go there to visit these places if i did manage to get 
to play some shows, that would be fantastic, but it wouldn't be the be-all and end-all if, as far as I got, was, okay, well, while I'm waiting for someone or something to turn up, I'll just play some... Flex some, flex some muscles, and yeah, if someone gives me a couple of coins, <laughs> I, I, I won't say no to that. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess I'll take bus money. Yeah, okay, because that's that was what I was gonna say that you should just do anyway. Is that if you can't get a show over there and you want to go back to the states, just take a guitar with you or buy one while you're over there, yeah. like some little cheap one or something, yeah. um, and and just go put your hat out and have a jam. Why not? I was it was it was funny one time I was busking in the valley it would have been oh, maybe like 12 or 1 in 1 in the morning some stage I was playing some side guitar and I was desperately trying to imagine I was Buddy Waters I was like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so have you have you bus busked often in the valley I I used to do a a bit of it. I mean, I haven't done it for a very, very long time, but it was really, it was really great when I did it. And I think, I think probably the the only reason I really stopped doing it was because other things got in the way. I started, you know, get some shows here and there. But the other thing was I I had this little, uh, well, it could be powered by batteries, a little Yamaha amplifier oh is it like a little pocket amp I, I think THR 10 might, uh, might have been might have been the model like it, okay. it it was it was pretty portable like you could fit it in a backpack yeah but and it was great because I mean might have only been 10 watts but I was able to crank it up and be able to compete with all the noise going on yeah right like around. traffic noise yeah yeah all yeah that sort of shit I could yeah. I could still be heard but it only had the one input and I wanted to try and start being able to lay down vocals instead of just yelling as loud as I could, you know, yeah, oh, da, da, yeah. da, 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 which which wasn't always effective. But then I, I got this other, I sold that. I got this other little lamp, which did have the mic input, but the problem was it wasn't nearly as, as loud, even if I cranked it up as loud as it would go. So I, I, I played once and then, yeah, so it I wouldn't. C- it wouldn't be coming through like the full speaker. It'd be coming through like partial, uh, a partial part of it, or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Like, cause it'll be the, the main input will give like the the sound that you're wanting. Yeah, and then the mic will just be like that layer over the top of it, sort of thing. So it'd be like not as strong. So the so the amp like like it, like it, it just wasn't. It just wasn't wasn't like like loud enough. Like in the context of yeah, okay. all, all that going on. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll try and find an a- another amplifier, maybe sort of the Street Cube or one of those models. But then that didn't really happen. And, and I guess the thing is, it's just, it'd be good to be able to busk, but with less, with, with people, with, with the amount of people carrying cash sort of dwindling, sometimes it can be hard to go, well, is it really... Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's become more it's becoming more of a digital uh digital age. Yeah. And and with digital currency as well. Like yeah. you're seeing more branching out to as an example, like to you know, like Bitcoin and all that shit. You're getting different versions of money now that's yeah. all online. Whereas buskers put their hat out or bucket out, whatever the fuck they got yeah. and they're going for change. They're going for notes, they're going for physical money. <laughs> Who the shit's got that now? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I, 
I rarely ever carry cash on me nowadays. And it wasn't even just like a subconscious thing. Yeah. It, well, it, it, yeah, it wasn't even something that I intentionally did. It wasn't even like a subconscious thing. Is that over time... I used cash less and less. Like yeah. PayPal, everything became so easy to use sort of thing. I only get, I, I do umpiring every week and I get cash in hand for that. Yeah. You know, so I, and, and what I use that for is usually like maybe a packet of smokes, but always, always fuel for the car yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. I'm like never using my own money per se to chuck, you know, to keep my car on the road sort of thing. That's the only time I ever have cash on me. Yeah. Only time. Yeah. So that really doesn't help you guys out there with with your guitars and and needing that sort of thing. I mean, I could go and go to the ATM or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like everyone's different. Like, of course, they'd be like, well, I don't want to give them 20 bucks and all this bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, me personally, if I liked them enough anyway, I'd fucking give them that. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's yeah. me. Yeah. Um, even if I was kind of like hard on cash or yeah. you know in that in that sense like i'm i'm going poor right now i'm going you know haven't got really that much to spare i'd still give as much as i could yeah you know and it's really, really but but not everyone's able to be in that same situation and also again money seems to be just moving towards more of a digital digital currency sort of thing so you guys don't don't get much of a chance yeah you know, how, how like in terms of like hey I have something to say about that, you know. Can I, if if you're not going to let me do it out on the streets and stuff, give me somewhere to do it where I can get get paid easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think the the arts, uh, the art or create creativity scene, is so underfunded, under just under everything. I think it's it's looked at as if it's a like sort of a oh. It's a luxury sort of thing, you, you, not like not in that sense that you know it's like only this uh, the certain amount of people get it. Um, it's more that it's it's around us, it's everywhere, and people just you know like say for example when people get commission jobs and stuff like that, they're always like oh you know doing them the the drawings and stuff, and they're like oh, I thought you were going to do this for a much cheaper rate, you know like. Uh, that they drop it down like this is my charging rate oh you just did a drawing can't i pay you this much sort of thing there's always haggling for for their rates uh, and what they get paid for and stuff you know like do you, you don't get that that much anywhere else yeah uh, it's never treated the same and 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 it's it 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 is a it is a shame the idea that oh who do you think you are a doctor a doctor or all you do all you do is 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 a son and debt you know what do you know but the thing yeah is, why does that look different but looked the, at differently but the thing is that there is value you you make people feel you you make them feel really good you give them a purpose and the thing is everyone's got a everyone's got bills to mm. to pay every everyone's got to be able to survive so exactly yeah and to think that just because you make music in that sense as to say their job which is the nine to five or whatever you know why do they feel like they have to pay them less because what they do is to them not considered a real job it's fun it's 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 a hobby it's that sort of thing that's always the term that you get thrown at them you know like they always try to haggle on shit when it's their art that's why they're 
getting paid to do it. This is why they're charging, sorry, I should say. Yeah. It's because they're creating this shit. We didn't have creative people. We didn't have musicians. We wouldn't have a lot of the jingle jangles that you hear now that most, that most fucking TV shows and yeah. radio stations play and all that shit. And, and the thing is, even to put it in a, in a practical sense, what some people think they're paying for is someone to sing songs or someone to do drawing. But there's so many costs behind it. it it's just you've got to be able to take care of of transporting, taking care of supplies, being able to take care of 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 any of any repairs. There'd be insurance. Mm. So th- th- there's so many costs behind it with with their fee that it's like okay, you've got to be able to cover these, and you know, got to be able to make a profit so that I can pay my bills and mm. that I I don't have to try and and look for look for rats on the street as my as my dinner for the week exactly right like and just because their job is different to yours means that you shouldn't get that like yeah oh man it's it's a crazy world where they think where people think like that i get it it's it's i get why it's it started like that but you know things that's another thing as well about everything that's happened in the last six months is that with all the change, I mean, with all with everything going on, there's a lot of change happening, mm. and it's happening very fucking quickly too, because people have had enough of this shit. Yeah, you know, and that's like, it, yeah, yeah, it's really it's really good, and there's so many people getting triggered at the moment about like uh, thinking that this whole cancel culture is getting too out of control, and it's like they're not. It's not cancel culture. It's people actually using their using this time now to point out the fact that things that we've always thought as normal uh isn't (laughs) but we've just been so used to doing it that it's it doesn't you don't it doesn't register in your head like the alan's lollies one's the best one for me at the moment right now is that they're all kicking up a stink about changing the redskins name uh and the chico's name like they're slurs dude like they always have been um why is it such a big deal like for them to be changed Who's it going to hurt? Who's it going to hurt if those names have been changed? Are you still going to eat them? Do they still taste good? Just because their name's been changed, are they going to taste differently? Fuck you. So judgy. So stupid. There are so many more important things going on in this world right now. And you have people bitching about them changing the name of fucking lollies because they're slurs. You know, like, it's also good to see everyone getting called out for their shitty movie, though, too. Like, that's something I've noticed in certain scenes of the music scene as well, is that now, um, if you're a piece of shit, or you have been a piece of shit, they're all getting called out for it now, too. Um, There's a couple of bands down south that have just basically pulled the pin um, because members of the band were shitheads, you know? So I think it... It's almost like it's a cleansing, you know, like a clean, like all. This is the time to get rid of the 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 shit heap, um, and kind of like start afresh, almost right in time for like everyone to come back out and play shows again. Get rid of the like the scumbags, and and that way we can kind of like as the shows open up and whatnot, we can have good people playing, you know. Um, and much as much like yourself as well, I'd love to see you perform in person rather than seeing it, you know, through Instagram or you know any online. I should say anyway. But I'd much prefer to see you play live, like uh, 
live live um that's my preference um you know like if i had to choose between you know watching it through a phone or watching it in person of course i'd go for in person um but i've seen you play on instagram now now i want to see you play live and see what it's like you know like because it's that feeling um you being in a different just being in that environment where the music's going to be played there's already there's already a different atmosphere you're expecting you're expecting uh to be moved in a certain way you know like yeah. whether it be in a shitty a stupid way in a shitty way or in a happy way or a or a sad way you're expecting to feel something when you're watching someone perform music or just performing in front of you in general you're waiting for that that reaction yeah. to hit you and what uh sucks you in you know so um if you're you know what you should practice you should learn to do is the old guitar flip with the strap have you done that guitar flip is you know like so you're playing it yeah like um, it's going to be revoked but so, yeah and then you just kind of like fling it around you so it, go, it, it goes oh, around I, your back I, okay and yeah 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 no that 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 would be interesting to try yeah. to try and bust bust bust. I can't remember that. how you do it. I think you got to kind of like throw your arms out as you throw it so it doesn't yeah. hit you or something. I'm f- I haven't tried it because fucking don't trust myself. So yeah. obviously I could be saying it wrong as well. Um, but yeah, like they kind of like throw it with arms in a certain yeah, yeah, way, and yeah, just do the old flip around, and then it'll just end back there. Um, man, all like the the metalcore bands back in the day used to do that. They always used to do that. I did see it once or twice where it failed, and the and the strap broke, and their guitar just fucking smashes onto the ground, and you're just like, because <laughs> you see him do it a few times already, and you're like, oh, he's good. He knows yeah, what he's doing. Yeah. And then they pull that smug face when they're about to do it again, and then yeah. their strap their strap breaks, and it's you're like, just like, oh bah! god! Because <laughs> at first you'll be like, oh shit, that looks expensive, but then yeah, you'll just be like, bah! You knew the risk when you did it again. <laughs> oh. But crushing, and again, that's another like that whole aesthetic to a show sort of things. That was what got people's attention. Um, okay. It's all part of the experience. Um, I enjoyed it, but I also enjoyed it more when it, when it backfired on him. Like, it sucks, but still. <laughs> well, well, actually, it's it's very interesting. When I when I went with a buddy, this would have been back in 2014, seeing the Rolling Stones at the Adelaide Oval. Oh, nice. What happened was, and it's still the best concert I've, I've, I've ever been to. It was just incredible. And someone, I think, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the backstage crew <laughs> ran out towards Jagger and then security <laughs> got, got him got him off stage but I think the guy was wearing glasses and they dropped on the floor so when Keith launches into satisfaction you hear and what happened was uh, he he noticed that he almost stepped on the guy's glasses. Oh. So he, he noticed them and, and then picked them up. So, and then, but Charlie knew exactly when to come in, but it was, it yeah. was just so glorious. It was like, wow. Yeah. Yes. The satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> Even after all these years, you know, mistakes can still happen. And, it, and, and, and it, yeah. in a weird way, it, it made it so much better than if he'd have played. No, 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 no. Because it was just like so unique, so yeah. unique to that. 
And and so he didn't. Uh, he might have missed a beat, but obviously Drummond didn't or whatever. Did did he? Did they stop the song altogether? They, no, no, they, no. They they just continued. So it was like dun 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 two three. Uh, okay, yeah. just like clockwork. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because that's always fun to see as well, and you see a lot of that with yeah. the DIY punk shows and stuff as well. Is yeah. that um, what comes with that is usually a little bit more ruckus than you would see with other certain shows that you go to, and seeing uh, gear get broken by hectic yeah. mosh pits and stuff yeah. is can be quite common. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, maybe an understatement. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't played. Uh, I haven't done. I haven't experienced that yet myself. So when I do, I'll let. I'll let everybody know. Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But it's, you know, um, the shows that I like, I've had a fair share of head knocks and um, shirt rips and all that sort of stuff. Like oh, you, you know, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh, great wow, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great fun, man. Uh, oh, it is. The 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 best one was when I got my shirt ripped off pretty much ripped almost ripped off my type like so there was maybe about yeah. uh if for listening uh uh maybe about six seven inches uh worth of the shirt left at the base of it at the back so my whole back was exposed like it's almost like someone's yeah. ripped apart the shirt and it's only just hanging on by a thread and i'm wearing a long sleeve yeah so i've got my whole yeah i'm walking around with the, sh- the front of my shirt okay but the whole back of it's pretty oh. much just yeah and it was a cold night too <laughs> oh, like I've, I've been you know doing the whole mosh pit uh, doing that whole thing the, i think it was municipal waste um obviously so of course that's gonna shit's gonna go down um so i'm all sweaty and shit after being in the pit and stuff so once you cool down and you're outside and that breeze hits you you're just like yeah, fuck i'm starting to get cold <laughs> shit what are we all doing boys i need to either keep drinking or go home <laughs> alligator clips yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't actually. leave hope without it. Yeah, okay. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, right, so I think what I did want to ask you about as well is the songs that we're going to be playing because what we're doing, we're doing something a little bit special for this episode tonight is uh, you're going to play two songs. Yes. Um, and we're going to do it live. So, well... I hate explaining. No, I'm not even going to explain it. You know exactly what it's going to be like. He's playing it live in studio. Um, I'm overthinking it right now. Uh, so you're going to play two songs um, to finish this out tonight. Um, not not right this very second, but I, I wanted to ask uh, about the songs in particular that you were going to play um, and, and the influences behind them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... It, we're going to play them. We're going to play it one after. You're going to hear one, and then it's going to be followed by the, the one afterwards. That's we'll, we'll just do that, eh? Um, so what's the first one that you're going to play? So the first one, and I, I actually, before I before I talk about the, the songs, before I forget, I, I, I probably just want to want to say, Shane, you know, thanks for having me on, on the show. And it was really cool that you, you, you've... you've Sort of spread the word about about my my, oh, my Instagram and Facebook channels. So no, yeah, no, th- absolutely. No, thank you, thank yeah, you um, I anyone is welcome on this platform to plug themselves at any time. Yeah. You know, like if you've got new shit that you want uh, to talk about, um, whatever, basically yeah, yeah. anything that's coming that's musically or you know artistically related to the Brisbane scene or anything like that. Yeah, come on. 
Bring your shit. I, I, I want to talk about it. Oh, I want to get to oh, know the yeah, musicians yeah, more. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 no, I like no, to yeah. I like to pick the brains of how other people write their yeah, shit yeah. because everybody writes stuff differently. Mm. Everybody writes stuff oh, differently. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. So um, whether it be like a lazy approach or like the, oh, I don't really think about it. Well, we're going to think about it. Yeah. You know, so uh, or the really complex, you know, structured methods that some people have of how they like, you know, they got a routine that they don't shift off. Otherwise, if they're out of routine, they can't write. Like, they have to get themselves back into it again. Or, you know, like, everybody's different. Um, mm. and, and that also brings along different sounds, different experiences, and, yeah. and different moods on how they write. Like, yeah. I, I really... In, said it multiple times i really enjoy piano and i really like that orchestral oh, sound yeah. um in songs and yeah this is a real good example with like the good crossover i guess like uh death metal with uh that opera sound or, or orchestra backing sort of thing yeah. flesh god apocalypse from italy i believe yeah one of those like italy or greece one of those two um they use a lot of that they have the whole sort of uh face paint like black metal sort of look um but they dress in suits yeah like it's it's really cool um and they actually have like an uh, is it organist is that what they're or like a their pianist or whatever that they ha- they have in their band he plays the organs and shit too oh, so okay. in some of their songs i guess probably yeah but like that that is a that sort of stuff I really enjoy, yeah. like, but more so because one, it's got death metal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it's got the the piano side of things where I really do kind of enjoy the sounds and like the moods that you can make with with a piano and, the, and it's the ambience that you can get from it too. Like you can get really spooky moods out of playing yeah. certain like yeah. certain setups on the piano. But anyway, sorry, off topic. Back to your song. Oh, oh, oh yes, so. Uh, um, so this this first song I'm going to be playing, I composed maybe maybe two days ago. I was trying to I was trying to do something else, and and then I just st- started picking up the guitar, and I guess I was playing a little country style thing, just filling around. Do 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 do. And then suddenly this chord progression came where it was. Trying to trying to take the basis of a lot of simple progressions in country, but changing it up a little. So instead of and I I was playing around in G. So instead of going to the relative minor of E minor, I went to A minor, which 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 I like to do 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 a lot. G to G to A minor, mm-hmm. I think is a great little trick. And then I think I played like a C and a D seven and. I took it from there and 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 I started, you know, just singing lines, typical lines, you know. I don't care if it rains or shines, you know, drawing on George Jones and and, and Elvis Presley. Then it was like I, I don't know how I thought about it, but probably the the whole process wouldn't have taken more than twenty minutes, half an hour. I suddenly just everything came together, had a chorus, and I ended up thinking, oh, wouldn't it be interesting? To in, instead of writing a country song about how how my how my wagon done broke or or the bottle let me down or my 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 sweet mama left me <laughs> le- left me and I mean I love country and w- western but I thought oh wouldn't it be interesting to have that but write 
something about a Gordon Gecko type character because right. I'm I, I'm a big film fan and and yeah like I during high school I, I did watch Wall Street and I mean Gordon Gecko certainly isn't isn't a role model but Gordon is is a very interesting is a very interesting character and Michael Douglas does a great great job at at that and yeah like I I essentially just just wrote it about someone who was I guess you know obsessed with money going I don't I don't need I don't I don't need any I don't need any 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 family I don't need any 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 whatever just just give me my my dollars and cents and then it just came came together like I just thought it would be an interesting concept so that's how that came about and then I I think I put in a bridge and I was just trying to throw in a few chords so I I started playing the open E chord shape but just moving it up one one fret and having the B and the E open to have mm-hmm. I don't know if it's quite an F major seven, but it sort of has that sort of feel to it. And then that's one of the things I I like to do sometimes is take open chord shapes and move them up the neck just to try and see what what what, 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 what sounds you can get. So that's, that's really how that came about. And just the title money makes me it's like, Oh wow, that's 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 really really good. And what I liked about it was, I mean, I've written some songs and I've found that, you know, either it doesn't get finished or I will finish it, but you know, a couple of days later or a week later, I'll I'll go. Oh, I just it just it, it doesn't feel good. And when you can find a song where after you've written it, you still like playing it and you don't cringe and go, oh, it's just yeah, it, yeah. there isn't something. That's a good thing, and it's it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do because even if you find you write some good songs, you're still going to write a lot of crap. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's yeah. that's really how that came about. It it came about from a from a country thing, but I just wanted to add in a couple of different chords just to give it that that bit of bit of extra meat on top. Because yeah, that's probably another one of my big influences. Like I, I you know. I, I love Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard there and and of course the the great Johnny Cash and, and, and Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn and those bluegrass guys, Bill Bill Monroe, they're uh, Willie Nel- Willie Nelson, they're just yeah. they're, they're, they're they're just they're they're fantastic. And and, and Waylon Jennings is probably uh, my my favorite country artists uh, because w- what I love about particularly his recordings he made in the in the 70s were that it's 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 got that he's got a really really deep voice it's got those those sort of hard on the sleeve lyrics but also a very tough sound so you've got your telecaster and your pedal steel but then you've got bass electric bass really really high up in the mix so it has that R&B strut as well yeah which is which is which is fan- fantastic now the second song is going to be the single off the ep down in the sewer and this cool, song cool. is called uh ramon the alligator and it was written about one of well, well probably my favorite movie the 1980 horror comedy classic alligator and this one was co-written with johnny flanders one afternoon we're just hanging out 
and he comes up with this simple progression in D, and it's it's and, and like like it's very sort of Cleden's clear water revival, and he's <laughs> like, yeah. and it, very simple, but it just works, and he starts taking that and going, well, the train is moving, and just just improvising lyrics, and I like the tune, but it's like I don't know, I don't know about the train. It's just it, and I said, look, let me get a recording of this. Yep, just 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 play play that and just sing whatever comes to mind. Let me see what I can do with it. Mm-hmm. So one day it just came to me and probably one of the inspirations was I saw this act. Her name was Dozy, I think, and she's originally from Melbourne. She may move back to Melbourne. I'm not really sure, but but I hope she does release some more, some more, ha, has some more output because, yeah, she's really good. And she had this song and it was about hummus. And I thought that is perfect. So it's like, okay, well, I, I've always wanted to write about a movie I like. And then suddenly it just came to be, I'll write it about alligator. And, and then suddenly these lyrics, deep down in Chicago, wretched in the sewer, an alligator's trying to break free. And then I think as soon as I got home, I, I started write, writing it. And I basically had that same chord progression. But the only thing I added was towards the end, instead of simply going G, A, D, I did a little thing where I play E, A, D, then I go F, A, D, and then G, hold it, A, and then D, mm-hmm. G, D, G, D, and that's how it ends. And I think I, I, I took that thing of um, D, G, D, G off, I think it was probably Steen's Fields of Gold, just the way that 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 ends and then yeah basically that's how the 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 song the song came about was just had that got that chord progression off johnny added in that little trick of e f g because i thought oh that, that would be an interesting just an interesting little hook i always love getting those little hooks in in songs and that really just comes from just continuing to listen to a lot of music I really love and wanting to make make music like, like that in in that vein you know just be, being inspired by your 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 heroes so that's how that's how that came about and it's and here's another interesting thing is that one person isn't necessarily the ultimate decider when it comes to what is going to be appreciated by the public or not? Because when I started recording the EP, I thought Shoot Me Down was hands down going to be the single. Then we were recording it. It's like, no, I think it could be Junkies in the Jukebox. But then when I started previewing some of the mixes to the other people, they went, Ramon, that's 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 my favorite song. It's like, yeah, okay. okay that's that's the single. They, it's just, they seem to respond to that and... And I'm still trying to figure out what it is. And it might be because it's just, it's very, it's very fun and, and cool. And it's like, oh, wow, this, 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 this song about, this song about an alligator monster. This is, this is pretty. Has it got one of those catchy beats? Well, you know, I, I, I think it's funky it, beats. Yeah, I think it does have that, that catchy feel, but then. That's what it is it, then. It's, yeah, yeah it, it could be that. And, um, and then there's a lyric, uh, um, Towards the end, it's it's like I, I throw in references to uh, the Toxic Avenger and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but yeah. yeah, like it could just be that beat. And and sometimes I I find 
that I like to write complex songs when, when I can that are also catchy, but sometimes I find the ones that do get across to some people do tend to be the ones that are, you know, simple, but just really, really effective. And, and I guess that's maybe a good lesson is, is that yeah. sometimes if you can just get a simple song, but something which just catches the minds of, of people, then that's, then that's a pretty special thing. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, what's that saying? Uh, keep it simple, stupid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, some bands like to go fucking psycho uh, with their technicality. Um, there's plenty of death metal bands out there that go by that moniker and the old mathcore scene and oh, shit yes, as well, yeah. you know, like, and the, the genty beat stuff as well. I do, I don't mind the genty stuff, to be honest. I like that beat. Um but yeah, it, it it's really fun when you can when you can throw so many different things in like that too. Um, I I'm looking forward to hearing it. To, oh. to be honest, oh, um, I, I and I got a th- well, it's not that I got a theory about it, but I think like you said, when there's if there's a beat and it's catchy enough, and you yourself can do the beat along to it in our however way, yeah, um, it just it sticks with you, and that's that's. I mean, that's how you get your, your your pop songs and stuff. It's it's the catchiness. It's what gets stuck in your head. And that's probably what it is as well, is that that song sticks out to the people that listen to it because it's catchy. Yeah. Because it's got those hooks like you're talking about. It's got those nice changes. Um, and it's also got that that sort of like bluesy feel to it. And yeah. if it's the right kind of blues... Yeah, that's gonna make people listen. It's just because like, it's really good. It's, and 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 that's and that's the thing. And another thing that I mean, I, I like to try and do is that one of one of the things I love about a lot of older music is whether it it was sort of that that proto heavy metal stuff like Cream and Led Zeppelin, or whether it was the folk rock of let's say the Mamas and the Puppers. What, what they all seem to have in common was that. The, there was a swing to it. You could you could dance. Yeah, in one one way or another, either way, you could still dance to it, yeah. or you could have like you could throw down to it. One yeah. or the other. Yeah, there was always that sort of. And I think this you can still do it in today's bands as well. Anyway, I've seen a good few like meme videos or whatever. Like say a couple of hardcore bands, they got their throw down bits going on, but then you've got like guys in the background just doing you yeah, know, doing your shimmies to it, and it's in sync like. You don't have to do the old HXC crap and and throw your body around and shit yeah. into each other if you wanted to. You could turn that into a whole gimmick while you're playing. You'd be a hardcore band and play real hectic stuff. Um, but instead of going for those crazy um, uh, throwdown pits, you go yeah. for the give me the give me your best shimmy. Yeah, give, give, give me your best shimmy. Yeah. yeah, right. Like oh. I, I love that idea. I wish there would be something like that. Um, cool. So. What we'll do is we'll get that set up. Yes. Um, we'll get that set up now. Um, I would like to, however, thank you a lot for coming on because it's been really it's been really cool to get to know you and and to yeah. get to know especially the influences yeah, yeah. Um, where you've where you've latched on from at such an early age. Even like uh, Beatles have always it, and it's interesting to know as well for you like when it came, came like when yeah. you started picking up on it because it wasn't until I was about twelve when I started actually actively yeah. paying attention to who's uh, who, who's who's who and who's what and all that sort of stuff. I heard stuff growing up, you know, like when I was a few years younger, I that's how I knew about Roy Orbison was that oh, yeah. um, uh, my mother was a huge fan 
um, of Roy Orbison. So she would sing it in the car and stuff like that when <gasps> taking me to school and shit. Yeah. So that's how I would know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so not, not really a lot. Like it's never really been a huge influence on me at certain ages but it was only when i was about 12 when i really started paying yeah. attention yeah um and it's really good to hear from other people how early it started from them too so to yeah. know it started like six for you like holy shit you were picking it up by then already <laughs> like that that's what that that's crazy to me i love that um but it, and it also gives like you've got to say for example like you got a, a six-year fucking head start on me in terms of how long you had been listening to music and absorbing that rather than, you know, me for you, six, me, 12. Yeah. You know, so you've already, like I said, you've got a head start, which that to me is fascinating when I kind of overthink it in those ways. Yeah. But but also to, to see where where those influences have taken you as well and what what you do uh, as you play and how you write. That's what I'm, that's what I want to know about. And again it's been really interesting and fun to find out more about you and to also really say that i'm looking forward to seeing uh listening to your ep when it comes out and also when we go back and play shows like i'd love to go see you live as well so um i look forward to seeing that too and i really appreciate you again yeah coming on and having a having a chat and getting us get letting us all get to know you a little bit better and what makes you as a musician tick like that that's what this is all about oh no so i appreciate it again so what what was the first song called that we were going to play oh oh, yes Uh, the the first song money makes me money makes me and the second one is ramon the alligator ramon the alligator that's right okay cool all right, well, we'll get that set up. Thank you again for coming on and be treated to live performance by JJ. And you can check him out on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, do you have any recordings on, say, SoundCloud or anything like that? Um, or? No, no, not yet. So so when the when the EP comes out, I'm, I'm looking at pressing some physical copies, but I'll definitely have have the EP out on, on Spotify at, at the very least and maybe maybe Bandcamp but you know for, for all the Spotify users you'll be able to find me there and, and listen away to your heart's content oh, what do you think about getting putting it on cassette because I've started collecting cassettes oh well that actually isn't something I, I've I've thought of but I mean it, it's very possible that maybe if I can find somewhere and and can do like a like a small limited run Oh, I know the perfect person that could help you out with that for oh, sure. Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get him. I'll get in touch with. I'll um give the details onto you. After oh, okay. This. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and yeah, because if you do that, I'll definitely buy one of your cassettes <laughs> well, <add> to the <laughs> collection. Oh, oh, oh um, thanks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. Like uh, it's growing very steadily, but uh, it, it's growing. And like I don't. I started with a couple like when Adam from Team Glasses came on he gave me a couple um, but I never thought like I, I always said back then like I was going to do it it was only in, when COVID started was when I'm like you know what during this time I'm going to start collecting cassettes that, that's going to be my thing so I've got to order uh, I'm about to order another one from the band down on the Gold Coast um, whole heap yeah you know so like if you do that like I said I know someone I'll get you get you in touch with them and when that does come out uh, maybe you can do like a limited run with, with the more cassette as well yeah and and depending on um, the I, I guess the amount of space uh, one, one thing I could even consider doing is if I've got enough room 
on let's say the second side maybe do something that's exclusive to those those yeah, cassettes yeah so like a what do you call it like a bonus bonus couple of songs or yeah, something like that yeah, that you're right yeah. you can it, you can only hear them if you buy the cassettes yeah yeah, yeah. like that that'd be pretty cool yeah alright well let me talk to him and see if, if we could organise that when your EP comes out anyway distracted again thank you so much for coming on man I've had a really good time um, let's get out of here so we can go get some sleep I know I've had it um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but no I've really appreciated you coming on man um, and no, yeah thanks beach- for having me on Strange yeah, no? it was a pleasure thank you very much um, so let's get treated to some live tunes by JJ alright yeah <laughs> thank you very much guys <laughs> alright stay safe everybody I don't care if it rains or shines let the waters fill the air Take it arm and crusted pride Run on home and hard You got more sense than a zoo Full of chickens running free Take it out home hospitality Cause my money makes me Fill me up with all your worldly views What you think is fair Take a gamble with your soul If it helps you feel whole You got more sense than a zoo Full of chickens running free Take a gamble, take it down, home hospitality now Cause my money makes me You got more sense than a zoo Full of chickens running free Take it down home hospitality Cause my money makes me You got more sense than a zoo Full of chickens running free now Take it out on my hospitality Cause my money makes me Alright, oh, okay Here's one that I that, Here's one that I made up now It's called It's been ooh, Let me see it's been about three hours since I last had a shower. No, no, no. This is this is this is Ramon of the EP for for everybody listening out there. All right, let's kick it off, man. Deep down in Chicago, wrenched in a sewer, and now is trying to break free. He's rolling in a town, trying to look for a fee. 
guess I face him secretly He's gonna take a bite out of me Down in the sewer Morning, evening, noon and night Yeah Spraying limbs all over the street And hunting for some reptile meat The Alan Gator wants to get back at society Battle's an emergency Or else he'll take a bite out of me Down in the sewer Morning, evening, noon, and night Yeah Oh, take it down, man, yeah John's a list of casualties Paralyme lives alone with the teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Toxic Avenger Down in the sewer Morning, evening, noon and night Yeah Down in the sewer Morning, evening, noon and night Yeah Woo! Oh, tell me, man. Morning, 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 evening, noon, and night. Yeah. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 